Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Good morning, everybody, and welcome, because it is morning, to another episode of Coppell Bible Fellowship's The Second Course Podcast. And even if you're listening in the afternoon, we hope you had a good morning. My name is Nathan. I'm sitting here at the round table with Barkef and Michael. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing very well. Thank you very much. Very energetic intro. Yeah, it is an energetic wow. intro. Wow. I like you, to, you've, you've had an espresso easily. I drank a whole uh, 10 ounce cup of coffee right before we walked in here. There you go. Yeah, so. Well, I just want you to know, I went into the, the, the main uh, office here and uh, went to get some coffee, yeah. and the coffee was gone. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I, I never made it. Oh. I didn't even make it this oh, morning, oh. so, so sorry about that. So your wasn't from that, okay? No, it wasn't. I used I used the one in the Keurig, so. Okay. Well, uh-huh. you need you need the uh, espresso this morning because you're in the hot seat, buddy. I am in the hot seat, yep. It's, uh, I am up uh, after a very busy weekend, got in there, got to preach this past weekend. It was fun. Um what happens next? Do you guys start well, asking? Us. Well, tell, tell us about us. it. Yes, yes. Why don't we do our normal format, and why don't you give us an overview <laughs> of exactly what you? I had about on. four more questions about how good, well, you guys are doing, so we didn't have to get this part. Yeah, so, um, no, Bubba, you got to do it. <laughs> you're in the hot seat. So, you're in Galatians. It's so weird to do this and normally be the guy who's like starting it and then you know having it turned yeah. around on you. But anyway, yes, we are continuing Galatians. Um, I'm following up Barkef's kickoff to chapter two. Uh, which was uh, a great setup in the contrast between the two interactions that we're going to talk about that uh, that Paul had with Peter in the first half of the chapter, and then this this latter half where uh, there's going to be this confrontation between the two of them. In fact, uh, what we learn is that after uh, meeting with uh, the leaders, the pillars, as Paul refers to them, and uh, in the first half of the chapter in Jerusalem, he's now in Antioch, and P- Peter comes to visit in Antioch, and when he's there, uh, because of pressure, peer pressure, I think is probably the best way, uh, fear, intimidation by the Judaizers who are there as well, Peter's withdrawing from the Gentiles, eating with them, even though he is up to this point, uh, been very clear from the Lord himself that he is free to do so, to eat all that had previously he cons- was told was unclean, and we know that from Acts 10. Um, he's withdrawn from them to the point where he is creating a division. Even Barnabas has been pulled away from the Gentiles to where uh, yeah, I kind of left the image of only Paul's left standing. He's standing there, and the Gentiles are kind of like, where'd everybody go? Um, the Gentile believers. Um, so Paul, in this moment, uh, this is a this is a public confrontation, and I said uh, most likely, I believe, because it's a public hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's spoken to Peter in quiet, privately, behind closed doors to make sure their messages were lining up, and now Peter's doing this publicly, so Paul stands up and confronts him publicly. Um, and then he, and there's some question in uh, verse 14 whether he's still continuing to speak to Peter or he's transitioning to an explanation. Regardless of where you fall on that, I think the point is the same is that Paul's expressing uh, the issue here at the heart is that your actions are not lining up with the truth of the gospel, and that Paul's 
concern is that the gospel is at stake here, that it is by simple faith in Jesus Christ that we come to have everlasting life. It is nothing else that is added to it that we do. And for the Judaizers to come in and say, well, you have to be Jewish, you have to adhere to the dietary laws, you have to be circumcised. Well, that's not the message. And so Peter withdrawings, creating that divide and confusion. And that's something all through Paul's letters. Confusion is one of the biggest enemies. And we said that, or at least I pointed out that uh, this comes from fear. And that's where I kicked off is fear is such a powerful uh, influence on us that um, just even the intimidation or the the uh, actions or words of other people can cause us to uh, back down from what we know to be the truth. So mm-hmm. Paul has this explanation later on, which we get that very famous verse, I've been crucified with Christ, and he goes on to explain that uh, I, I identify with his death and resurrection, and not only have I received everlasting life through faith in him, I now live by faith each mm-hmm. and every day. So... Excellent. Well done. That's a great overview. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought you really hit a a chord there with the idea of peer pressure and fear Mm -hmm. and the idea that um, Peter wasn't teaching Mm -hmm. incorrectly. He was acting incorrectly, so much so that he swayed even Barnabas, the the son of encouragement, to, to do the same. And that Paul felt necessary whenever it's a leader involved and he has such influence, then that leader, it's a gracious thing yeah, yeah. To, to call him uh, to account for that so that he can correct his influence. And, and we know that, uh, you know, you go to Acts 15, which uh, we agree is afterwards, mm-hmm. and Peter's on board again. He's back Absolutely. in. Right. So it's a great picture of that accountability to other believers right. because... It's not a, you know, Peter doesn't disagree. We don't hear a disagreement. We don't hear a, he pushes back on Paul. We just know that later on when he speaks to this, he's very clear that, uh, you know, it's everyone comes to faith by believing in Jesus Christ for everlasting life. And they are, it, and that was something that uh, kept sticking out to me is here's this equal playing field mm-hmm. for everybody. And and now it's almost like he, he's created by his actions teams. Um, which obviously we don't want. Paul's very big on unity um, through his other books. Unity is something he speaks about a lot. So, Yeah, and, and I, I think the real question, and, and I think you brought that out, wasn't just the issue of the free grace of the gospel, mm-hmm. but also the issue of living by faith yes. continually, the sanctification side of things, that big 25-cent word, and the idea of continuing to mature and grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. And so the implication was that these guys came uh, from Jerusalem, as we talked on the first half of that, misrepresenting mm-hmm. James, uh, the half-brother of Jesus, mm-hmm. and even Peter got caught up in that yeah. because there is this this pressure, I want to be all things to all men. That's all, that's all well and good, but at the same time, you have to hold to what the reality is. Yeah. And he was... Uh, unduly influenced and because he's a leader he needed to be publicly confronted yeah. uh, so that he could fix the, the bad situation that he was uh, the impetus of so I, I thought it was really well communicated I thought your illustrations were really good specifically talking about <laughs> you know being in high school uh, what's interesting though is folks think that high school is the time that we're most influenced yeah. by yeah. peer pressure, <laughs> but the reality is that goes on forever. It does. That never stops. It's and the most. It's the one we always speak to. Right. But uh, I, I can think as an adult, um, mm-hmm. 
even opportunities or somebody may even college somebody makes a statement and you know it's like in this moment mm -hmm. i need to say something right but then i don't and i used to i gave the example the real life one of getting into that internet <laughs> right debate right, right. but you know there was something about it in that moment and uh I couldn't let that one stand. It, it was interesting that that happened the week of because there wasn't just a compulsion to be right uh, in that moment. I'm not saying that's always I'm a mm -hmm. fallen, mm -hmm. sinful person, right? right. I, I can sometimes do it just to be a jerk, um, <laughs> you know, but but there was a real compulsion in that moment when I was reading what these people were saying to go, man, somebody's reading this right now. Right. And it's confusing to them. And right. I don't have to argue. All I have to do is keep coming back to God's word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what it says. This is what it says. This is what it says. Um, and, you know, ultimately you go so far and I felt like, uh, well, you know, made the point. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully somebody, you know, heard it. Uh, but even this morning when I sat down, I don't know why I looked. I told Michael, it's like, oh, there's another one. Got it. I'm gonna let somebody else say that. <laughs> right, right, right. Michael, you're up. Okay. You're up, Michael. I was like, oh, somebody else said something else. Um, yeah, I, you know, the we have these. I say cliches, uh, like you know, it's not a cliche, but you've heard the statement, you know, preach Christ when necessary, use words. Mm -hmm. um, it's both are necessary. Absolutely, you speak. Yeah, yeah. It's not an either or. It's not mm -hmm. an either or. Um, we speak the truth. But we also need to live by faith so that we back the truth up by our Absolutely. actions. Um, because that is, people are watching. And if we're confusing that, we are not, as I pointed out, we're not being clear representatives of Jesus Christ. We're called ambassadors. And, you know, as if you're an ambassador, you speak on behalf of the one who sent you mm -hmm. um, or the one you uh, you report to. Mm -hmm. I, I'm stumbling over words this morning. I'm trying to... Well, I think, too, what Peter did uh, in receiving it, and as mm -hmm. you you mentioned he later on in Acts 15, it's clear he's actually part of the team that's trying to convince the rest yeah. of those who are in Jerusalem that, no, this is right. We, we need not to put a burden on the Gentiles. Uh, that's t for us, mm -hmm. for those of us who are in leadership position, whether officially or just, you, you simply are, there's a term called a tribal leader. Mm. <laughs> you, you haven't been given the title, but you have the influence. Yeah. Uh, we should be open to being corrected. Uh, yeah. I, I made that kind of statement. Hey, look, if I'm out of line, you, of course, there's like five people who go, Hey, I need to pull you aside and talk about okay. it. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's do that. But today. then, but then it was funny because. Uh, one individual pulled me aside because I was thinking while you're speaking and he goes, I think, and he gave me this point and he mentioned it and I was like, that was the fourth one I was looking for. And I, I couldn't remember. And it was about the, our response to grace and living by faith is one of the reasons why we, we live that way. That was, right. and I was like, wow. I thank you because I that was something I overlooked mm -hmm. and forgot about, and you mentioned it. And so there is a really neat, if we are open, like Peter is, to hear that and to receive that. Um, th I think that in itself is a, a relationship strengthener between us and, and the members of our congregation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've gotten closer to those who have been willing to mm -hmm. come and speak truth to me and help yeah. me make the adjustment I need to make. Yeah. You, you, you then really get drawn into that person like, wow, you care enough to do yeah. that. That's mm -hmm. the thing. The person cares to, to yeah. bring it up, and it's always 
hard to hear the truth mm-hmm. that you know, especially if it's something that confronts you. Yeah. That you even maybe knew is the truth, but you just weren't living it. Mm-hmm. It is hard, but then you got to go. That person really cares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They genuinely care, and if they didn't, then they couldn't care less, and then off they go. And but mm-hmm. the fact that they pulled me aside, they saw this. Yeah. And that's what I when I when you were preaching when I obviously knew you were going into this and kind of reading it uh, the week leading up. You know, I look at the two examples. I look at, mm-hmm. obviously, the two players in the story. I look at Peter mm-hmm. I look at Paul. And I think with Peter, I feel for him a little bit because uh, there's, there's a bit I look at my life where in times where things maybe you should stand up and you don't, you kind of get comfortable and you go back to what you know. Mm-hmm. And I see that with Peter where he's like, well, this is kind of what I know knew before. This is, I, And there's more people in this boat over here. I'm going to just be with them. And that's me. Yeah. That used to be recovering people, please, right? So if most people are doing it this way, even if I feel deep in my spirit that that's not maybe the right way, but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily crazy off or something, yeah. I have in my past tended to go that way mm-hmm. and wanted someone to be a Paul. Like consciously remember thinking at certain times being like, I wish someone would stand up and the yeah, whole time yeah. being like the Holy Spirit being like, Hey, Michael, you could be that person, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I feel for Peter and obviously there's that great story then of understanding that Paul was mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Peter then realizing that. Yeah. And as we know, as you've already clearly stated, that uh Peter came back and and is back to where he needed to be and understood that. But he needed someone, like Barkep just said, that loved him enough and understood the situation. And even though he was by himself, knew the truth of it mm-hmm. and knew the confusion that was happening and the clarity that was needed and decided to stand his ground. And so I see both sides and I go, man, yeah. I, I really relate to Peter in times of my life in this. But I wish more often I could be like Paul in mm-hmm. these moments and praying for that Um because you know they're going to come, especially as pastors, right? You kind of feel oh, this yeah. pressure more of like, man, we, we really need to be like this and know the truth mm-hmm. and be able to convey it, especially if everyone else goes across the line yeah. and they're looking at you and you're by yourself, you know? So, I think, too, the other side of it, uh, Paul's not only really showing compassion toward Peter and Barnabas, for that matter, but he's showing compassion toward those Gentiles. Yeah, sure. yeah. You can imagine the Gentiles like, hey, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I mean, we, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, people who get burned mm-hmm. by a legalistic side, yep. I think they're pleasantly surprised when someone steps in and say, hey, you're, you're right, that mm-hmm. wasn't right. And, yeah. But don't blame that on Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. That's... And, and, <clears throat> You know, you you made a good point, and uh, that was something, and I can't even remember if I had expressed that in the message, because that was something that stood out to me was mm-hmm. the compassion of uh, defending these individuals who this is, they've heard the message, they're learning all this, um, this is all new, and um, they're learning what it means to walk in faith, and uh, to have Paul vigorously defend them. Um, to step up. And I think that's, I'm always drawn to that because uh, I was one of those kids in high school was kind of on the outside, you know, and some of that was by choice, Mm -hmm. but to have someone who would defend you in that, um, who would stand up for you. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we can all relate to that. Absolutely. We all relate to that. Thinking that standing on the Mm -hmm. truth is actually showing compassion. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a great, I've not thought Mm -hmm. about that way, but Mm -hmm. to think that way Mm -hmm. that you really are going, uh, putting myself in y'all's shoes. Yeah. 
and I'm putting myself mm-hmm. in Peter's shoes, but mm-hmm. I still know the truth. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm going to be compassionate towards this confusion y'all have yeah. and let you know that he's in the wrong. And I'm going to call him out and I'm going to, but I, but the same way, if it's ever me, call mm-hmm. me out, but I'm really just got to stand mm-hmm. on the truth. And when in so doing, I'm showing compassion to y'all. I love that. Thought. I've not thought about that. Yeah. Well, when you, you we, it's our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We have compassion for our children, so we have to step in and correct. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that correction is strong. And the irony being, when it's our turn, we want soft gloves <laughs> on right, that right, correction. Right. And sometimes, oh, so you know, when you say speaking the truth and love, it ain't always going to be comfortable. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we don't always, sometimes it's, sometimes it's a simple little thing. Sometimes, you know, it's a little bit stronger, but it's none of it's motivated by, uh, uh it's all motivated by love and for mm-hmm. someone to grow. Right. And I think that's, and that's the big one is I want, I used to be so worried that somebody would come and criticize or correct me on something until somebody said, Every time they come to you, you need to put this in your head. They're on your side. Mm-hmm. They're right. on that's your right. team. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're coming to you. Because yeah. like you said, if they didn't care, they wouldn't show up. They would just gripe behind your back. Right. That's why I love uh, when I see Paul writing things and he says grace and truth, you know, mm-hmm. beginning or at the end of a, one of his letters. And you're just sitting there thinking, man, that's such a beautiful dichotomy. Like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. present the truth. And sometimes, i.e. the story with Peter... It's what you need to hear, but you probably don't want to hear it because mm-hmm. it's going to be hurtful, kind of shameful because it's in yeah. front of people, it's mm-hmm. public. But deep down, I'm presenting it because of grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's this weird thing that it can it can be awkward, and it's not yeah. it's not good to get your hand slapped in front of anyone or something like that. But you know, it's actually especially when it's coming from someone who you know cares. You know, it's actually for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm imagining. The, the the two sides, the the, the uh, influencers from James, yeah, and those that but were swept away. Barnabas knows better. Peter knows better. Yet he gets swept away by it. They both do. At the same time, you have the Gentiles who're like, "What are we? You know, second yeah. class citizens? What happened here?" Yeah. And both sides get to see these two stalwarts, <laughs> yeah, right in front of all of them, and how Peter receives it. How uh-huh. Paul delivers it, how Peter receives it, how they see these two leaders. Mm. There's this model mm. of yeah. how to have a godly confrontation. And it's the kind of thing, you know, p- parents in general, we don't want our kids to watch us, you know, be, yeah. be in conflict. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if we're willing to handle it well, mm. you want them to watch you mm-hmm. be, be in conflict and at the same time, resolve it well together, mm-hmm. and your yeah. children go, "Oh, okay, yeah, you can be in conflict and still show love and compassion and and care." That's and true. it's it's you know it's everything isn't over. The relationship's not over because you had a conflict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and how many how many children need to see that? Yeah. They need to know. Yeah, well, you have conflict, but you you figure it out. You you mm-hmm. find out how to do it graciously, and uh, and if you don't do it graciously, you find a way of apologizing mm-hmm. quickly. You know. Anyway, I, I'm just imagining I that, that scene. That's, yeah. a, that's, going a, wild. that's a cool, yeah. I love that picture. It's funny because Sunday is usually family movie night for us. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of sit down, we make our own, we have this pizza oven, we make our own pizzas, everyone, and mm-hmm. sit down and watch a movie together. Kind of the only time we do it all week. And so we let Jubilee, as the oldest, typically pick and yeah. every now and mm-hmm. then because she can kind of sway Joy and Jovi and clueless. So she's mm-hmm. one, so it doesn't matter. And Juju wanted to pick the movie Hook. 
Okay. Know, the old movie mm-hmm. hook. Yeah, sure. No, I've seen that many times. And uh, there's a scene that he, it was I was thinking of when you're preaching, but then this conversation sparked it back in my mind of whenever he's whenever Peter Pan, you know, Rob yeah. is about to go off and, and fight Hook. And he draws a line in the yep. sand with a sword. And some of the lost boys are on his side, some are on the other. And him and uh, what's it, Rufio. Rufio. They're going back and forth about who should be the leader until finally they both come to this agreement. And then they both kind of, it's like they both are on the same team. And that's the picture here. It's right. like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, I'm with him. No, I'm with him. Well, they're both conveying the truth and they both settle it. And come together and realize the beauty of working together in this exactly. and how they needed to work together. Yep. And so then they both, they all go off and, and do the thing. And so it's funny because that's a movie, dude, you want to watch. And it was nice. kind of that's really what funny. you're talking about. But this is that story. This is two people coming together and seeing that resolution and knowing it wasn't just a private thing because that was your passage two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but that this yeah. was the public confrontation. And so sitting here going, yeah, it is hypocrisy what you're doing. We've got to call it out. And I'm not trying to bash you and shame you. But we're going to present the truth and do it in love because I care. And we got to and go forward. Think about the compassion all around. Yeah, because yeah. we, we got to keep going. we so. got to keep going. We can't yeah. take a step back. I love it. You know, I don't know how we can improve on this particular podcast because we have Peter and Peter Pan in the same. <laughs> I know. That's like, we just landed that plane. I don't think there's any more. But uh, I thought you were going to use it on Sunday morning, but no. <laughs> you know how long ago it's been since I watched that movie? <laughs> oh, that's uh, good stuff right there. Classic. Yeah, that's I mean, good. I got good no stuff. more. I got nothing else that's after that. So, uh, well, so, we've been twenty minutes. So twenty minutes. So, that's good podcast. That's good. Well, okay. uh, Brian's up this week. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's sequestered away as we speak. Yes, he is. He is away <laughs> and taking care of things. Um, and he's kicking off chapter three. So yeah. Um, yeah. here we go. You hopefully, uh, we'll get to see you Sunday. You can be here uh, once again. We got some cool things coming up in the month of October. Don't forget, we got October Fair. Mm-hmm. So you see the boxes around the church for candy donations and places you can sign up. So take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, uh, we look forward to uh, what's a big event for us. It's mm-hmm. it's huge in yeah. community Thousand, outreach. I mean, yeah, 2,000 and thousands of come, people. Come to this event. And you think thousands all, you're exaggerating until you get there. And <laughs> and then it's like, no, it's it's that we many people. We have video to we, prove it. We have aerial video <laughs> to prove it. We yes, live in we suburbia, do. USA. Yeah. That means all the families want to do everything <laughs> right. there is. Yep. So yeah, we, they, they show up and we, we do. I think we do. You can job. pray for good weather. Good weather, please. It's always a thing. Because the weather has been crazy and unpredictable. So. But that's a whole other podcast. So, that's true. so we got that coming up at the end of October. We got a we got a bunch of stuff. Well, you got a men's uh, men's steak night coming up. We got a men's steak night coming up. There's a bunch of people sign up for that, and so that's coming up on October sixth. That's a Friday night. You can sign up for that on our website. Man, we got mm-hmm. so many missions things. I feel like oh, they're yeah. about to come out. Yeah. We're, we're going to be talking about mission trips going on uh, this next year. We're going to be talking about ways that you can help, even if you don't go on mission trips. We're going to be sending out. Ben and Abby are uh, home missionaries. We're sending out to Indonesia. We'll be praying them out. They're getting ready to take off. There's just so much happening. It's fall. I mean, know? yeah, it's, it's fall. And, you know, this Sunday, you, you want to be there. Uh, we haven't changed this, so I know. But we're celebrating uh, Leah Clark, who Absolutely. is our deaconess of international Absolutely. ministry, who is 10 years. 10 years of, of a volunteer. English for Life. Such yeah. a great ministry. So, and it's just a beautiful thing. And how many folks have been uh, participating and helping yeah. with that. We also have an Israel trip that's coming up pretty quick here. So um, I'm just excited. The folks who are going. And mm-hmm. just yeah. what they get to see. That's another couple of weeks off for you, right? 
I think I think I think it goes Brian's preaching and then Barquette and then you are gone. You're gone. And I, I don't think I you're disappear. back until the end you of disappear. the end of October. I'm only kidding. This isn't a vacation for him. He's he's working on this trip. So. This is when Doctor Barquette O'Sullivan uh, comes you go. out. The doctor. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, once again, thank you guys for listening in. If you want to drop us a, a little bit of a review so we can maybe pump up uh, just that visibility, or if you got questions for us, you can email us at info at coppellbible.org. Until next time, uh, have a great week, and we'll see you Sunday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.